0: Hello and welcome to episode 6 of It's Not True, It's Real and I'm Cara Wilde. So it's been a few weeks and I wanted to catch you up a little bit on some personal and professional changes before we get into this solo episode. So I think those of you that are on my email list and read my blog will know that when the, not long after the A's first came through a few years ago, they gave me what they call the original blueprint for optimal living whilst in physical reality. You know, not much to unpack there then. And it came really quickly and it's taken me a long time to unpack and to learn how to live like that and I am very much still integrating some of what they've said. So the overall view was the first guidance was to get back in touch with my instincts and that led to me under training in nervous system regulation, following Peter Levine's work, you know, I mean it's all over Facebook now about nervous system regulation and fight, flight, freeze, fawn, and all the other responses. But this was, I think, I think I started. I think this was about five or six years ago, and I did some somatic experiencing sessions. Um, just, and I'm the reason why I'm saying it like that. Like, you know, I came across this a long time ago. Is that I've had chance to kind of really integrate it. I've done a lot of healing on my own trauma got in touch with my gut instincts and what that means. I wasn't even sure what that meant, you know, and ch- and understanding the difference between intuition and conditioned fear. So that's been a journey. The next stage was about optimal gut health, and that's been the hardest for me. But I have been working with Jane Talbert, who has been a guest on this podcast when it was under the guise of The Way of the Sensitive, I think. I think the interview was mainly focused on emotionally. It's a really good interview. Jane's just incredible and full of knowledge. And so I've been part of a group that's been doing a gut health initiative. Quite a, like, you know, full-on one. Like, really good and also it's allowed me to integrate another part of the A's guidance which was to, well it wasn't guidance, it was just the more that I eat plants, the more I will be able to be in energetic connection and communication with the earth and the fauna and I just thought now you've got my attention. But it's took me a while to implement it. Well, it's actually took me six weeks to feel the benefit of it. But it took me a while to get there to decide to do it. And the other two parts are living from the heart field. And that's part of what we're going to be discussing today in in the solo episode with the story that I want to tell you about. And also about the uh, living from... I don't know how to put this into words, the information that gave me, but it's about optimizing the frontal lobes and our executive functioning and using that part of our brain to live (laughs) in a state that allows the most aliveness and joy. And that's not, But that's nothing like just positive thinking. So anyway, all that to say, it's obviously taken me a while to kind of unpack and learn how to live this way and what it means to me to live that way. So for me... I'm just really feeling the relief of not eating meat at the minute. I'm not advocating that way. I'm just really noticing the relief of that, the joy of eating mainly plants. And I don't know, some of you will remember Aurora, a collective that I first channeled way, way back. And their recommendation was to, well, first of all, start running, and then also to have singing lessons. And I ignored that guidance for years, but I have for the last six months been having singing lessons. And the more I learn about the voice and singing and how you don't just, to all the musicians and singers out there, I know, like you just might, you know, do the four forehead smack really that it took me a while to get this but singing is just not about making a noise it's about the whole body it's a whole bodied experience and it's really helped me to understand some of the somatic experience in work that Peter Levine did about the voice and Regulating the nervous system, the vagus nerve with the vu sound really helped me to understand why sound therapy has the impact that it does. So, yeah, it just feels like these past few weeks, a lot of things have been coming together for me. So if you are an Instagram person, you might want to follow me if you're interested at all on Instagram as Wild Cara I think it's Wild Cara not Cara Wild you'll find me on there under one of those two anyway I'll put the link in the show notes I really should know that but I am starting to run again at the moment it's shuffling quite frankly and I'm a little bit embarrassed that I can't run the distances that I was before I kind of gave up on running a few years ago when I had an injury but my body is loving it I'm enjoying swimming in the ocean in the morning regularly again so and so if you want to follow any of that of how I'm integrating all of the A's guidance I know some some of you have, have mentioned being really interested in that before best place really is on Instagram so I'll be sharing more there very briefly professionally this whole new avenue well it's not new but new to be doing it as part of my work has opened up to do with land and space clearings. So, years ago, years, years, years ago, I'm talking, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago, a Reiki and EFT client of mine had horses and rescue horses, and the field had developed a disease. And she asked me to go and clear the land. And I just went, well, I and I, that, I can't do that, she went, yeah, you can, I, you can, I just know, it's in your bones, you can, <laughs> all right, and that started me, that started me working with the land and doing land clearings, and there was some success with the, the horses no longer developing the disease, so, I'd, but I've not really done much of it, I've done some in my own house, yeah, but something happened, A few weeks ago, and if you're on my newsletter list, then you would have received an invitation yesterday to get on the waiting list for the introductory price when I'm going to start offering this as a paid service. So I've been doing some work behind the scenes, clearing remote clearings of energy clearings and land healings remotely. And it's just opened up such a fascinating piece of work for me. A few years ago, I asked, well, it was about a year ago, I asked Source for a way to combine my love of stone circle work, what I was experiencing with the ley lines and the power centers and what I was seeing energetically with trauma resolution and desires for creating more harmony in the world. And then this happened. So I've been helping clear healing centers, people that have been, that have entities on with them or in their homes. Yeah. So it's just really, that's took up a lot of my time because I've been wanting to get some real concrete, as concrete as you can get with this kind of work, but some real concrete Feedback from different people and different circumstances before I start offering it. So I'll say more, but I just want to get started now on the whole reason for today's podcast. So, first of all, part of my intention with the It's Not Who It's Real was to share more of my direct experiences and other people's direct experiences of interventions from the unseen, stories about the unprovable, kind of like for the podcast name, really, so that for us that have had these kind of direct experiences, it's not woo, it's real. And I wanted a space where we could openly talk about this kind of thing without a fear of ridicule, where we could share these different stories from a real-life vantage point of view. So this is not all of what the podcast is about, but there's going to be a smattering of my stories and other people's stories. I always say if it's not on the 9 o'clock news, it's not out there enough yet. So that's what I'm doing on this podcast. This is my version of the 9 o'clock news. It's my podcast. I can do what I want to. So today's story is one of those direct experience stories and there's a trigger warning and I mean a proper trigger warning because we are going to be talking I'm going to be talking about domestic violence and abuse physical abuse I am not going to be going into graphic detail but if you've experienced any form of violence it just might not be what you need to hear today so feel free I know you can take care of yourself but sometimes we just need permission so you Hereby, have permission to not listen to this at all. Go and watch an episode of something on Netflix, Merlin or something. I will be sharing other stories that don't include any kind of violence to demonstrate my de- the direct experiences and the power of love that I want to talk about today. Also, if you do decide to go ahead, I will be pausing if I feel my nervous system activated And my invitation to you is, if you have got this in your history, you might just want to be, pay attention to your body, to its signals, to see whether you've got any dread starting to come up or whether it's activated in a different way, anxiety, I tend to get pretty fast when I'm unconsciously excited or anxious. Yeah, so just if you are at any point feeling activated, you can just stop and pause or stop and break. Do the, you know, orient yourself to the room that you are. Just slowly look around and just allow yourself to be now where you are rather than the mind taking us back to a fearful past or into a fearful future. So just Right here. Right now. That thud is me tapping my heart. Okay, so. The story is, this was about, hmm, let me think. My bands were little, one of them weren't born 16 years ago. And the person that I'm going to talk to is, is very dear to me. And who knows I'm sharing this. I didn't want them coming across it randomly if they just happened to listen to the podcast and they are thriving now. So I took this this person under my wing a little bit. She'd just come back from living abroad. She was pregnant and I she, I was the, the person that she confided in. I gave her a Reiki treatment and yeah, she just I she just needed a lot And at that time, and I was really happy to give it and she had moved back here with her new husband. He didn't come from that. He wasn't born in this country, so he was new to us. We were still getting to know him and I nipped around to his house I don't know if this was the second time that I'd seen him but I nipped around to their house just to see how they were doing and I think she was probably about six months pregnant at this time so I'd not been in long and she'd gone upstairs she he he shouted her upstairs so the reason I'm giving you this detail is because it's important for you to know what was going on so that you can feel the full effect of what the good stuff that happened. So, yeah, so she'd gone upstairs in response to him shouting out to her and then I heard her crying out. She sounded terrified and then I saw her, when I got up to come and see what was going on, she was trying to get him, she was trying to placate him and then she came down backwards down the stairs and he'd kicked her down the stairs yeah, he'd kicked her down the stairs. So just see how you're doing. And she came falling backwards down the stairs as a result of him being violent towards her. So I, the thing is, I was told that that's what happened when I was in uterine. So I don't have conscious memory of that. I have other conscious memories. I have other memories that I'm conscious of, but I didn't know this. But I just remember thinking in this time, ta- I remember like looking at this and just thinking, well, not only is this not happening, this is no, this is just not okay. Just no. But this is not being passed on. You know, those of us that believe that we, well, it's not. I don't even know if it's, I believe that I came here to stop this lineage. I don't know about that anymore, but you just know when you're just like, nah, it stops with me. Um. So I had that kind of reaction to it and I'd already worked in domestic violence by that time, domestic violence unit. By that time I'd worked in the refuge with the kids. So I'd had some training, but not much. And it, So I kind of knew what was going off like for him, but I didn't, you know, don't train you, don't prepare you for that. So I just knew I wasn't going. He was ordering me to leave, telling me it was none of my business to get out. And I just was saying, I'm not going, I'm not going without her. I was really clear on that. And he was coming towards me, threatening violence, smacking the wall in front of me. and, And I just was like, I'm not going anywhere without her. It was just really... Calm or steely. I wasn't calm. I was steely. I remember going out and shouting for help from the neighbours. I have no idea how the hell they did not hear me. They should have heard me. I'm pretty sure they heard me. But nobody came. And then he locked the door. And so I was just, shit. (laughs) That's it now. I've got nothing left. I don't know what to do. And so I was... A Reiki practitioner at the time, I was meditating regularly with what I call an angelic frequency. I was regularly holding meditations, helping people to connect to their guides. I wasn't channeling back then, but I was in regular connection. I knew that it was real. And so I just remember saying, angels, I really need you to intervene. I have no idea what to do. And I just remember the key bit, I think, is that I remembered to just fully surrender to them, just fully surrender. And I'm sure you've had your own moments of like this as well, but what followed, just this is the bit that I wanted to convey today. I went really calm, so peaceful, so peaceful and so full of love. And I was walking towards him saying, it's okay, I understand, it's not your fault. It's, it's really not your fault. It's okay. And I got up to him and I started stroking his back. And the thing is, at the time, I remember consciously thinking, I don't believe a word of this. I don't know where this is coming from, but I couldn't, I could not, not speak it. I had to speak it. And I just felt this wave of unconditional love. Like I know theoretically that nobody does that kind of behaviour just because they're a evil bad person? Like I don't, I don't believe that. And I already had that worldview at the time, but I was not in a place where I could easily go into that slipstream of unconditional love. I, I can imagine Byron Katie can do it now. You know, maybe, maybe I don't know. But this just this presence overcame me, and so I'm stroking his back and saying all these things, and he just calmed down, just let go, relaxed, opened the door, and we just all went outside, and then it just all kind of changed, and I just was <laughs> getting you out of here. He was accusing me of not staying calm. It's my fault if I'd have not, if I'd have stayed calm. I don't know what I was not supposed to do. I don't know, but if I'd have stayed calm, then. You want to react the way that you did, you know, all that normal stuff. But I just, you know, we did we did leave and I took her with me and knowing what I know now about what happened in the whole of that story and what what it, what he'd been like before he's a dangerous man. He is a dangerous man and she is one of the most courageous people I know that she did finally, she did find the courage to leave and it wasn't easy. So I just want to take a moment to honor her courage, really. So my reason for sharing that is obviously that impacted me a bit. And the thing is, I tell that story to close friends and other people in my life when it's just felt like appropriate. It's one of these stories that I tell I don't know, about different things that have happened to me. I'm sure you've got your own stories that you tell people in moments of anguish or pain. And it's just for me, it's another one of those direct experiences that shows me the power of unconditional love and how it transforms situations. And how we are not on our own in those moments when we're terrified, we can reach out and ask for help. And it can and it can have a profound effect in our day to day lives, you know, because I think sometimes spirituality or even I mean, this is part of why I believe that we create our own reality, but it like spirituality, divine intervention, support from the unseen. Sometimes I think the way that peop, the way that we can talk about that, it kind of feels like this etheric, unpractical thing. It's just it's a nice thought to have. It can give you strength. It can get you through the tough times. And it's like, no, it can change the tough times to something else it's that transformative it can change your moment right now so i don't want anybody to be in those kind of circumstances to test that let's not do that so but it's also convey it also is one of the small stories but put together give me the larger picture of a truth that i believe that the natural flow of the universe is Loving, expansive, and joyful. There's no lessons to be left. We're not here on Earth school. It's a constant remembering of the unconditional love that's available for us now. And I do try to live my life from that like non-blame kind of place. I don't always manage it at all, and if I'm in a really funky place in myself then I might rant and rave and blame some people for a while to get out of that spot but I try not to live from that place and I certainly don't want to see the world in black and white and good and bad it's just not my truth at all but I also wonder what it would be like if we were able to give that level of unconditional love to ourselves can you imagine like if you'd made a mistake and your first reaction to yourself for your self-talk was it's okay It's not your fault. It's okay. You're loved anyway. You're all right. There's only love that's here for you. There's no punishment. There's no blame. There's just love. How cherished on the inside would we feel? So go on, crack on. Do that this week. (laughs) All the time. But that's that's the invitation, I guess. And clearly I'm not advocating for non-accountability or restorative justice or anything like that. But I am wondering what our culture would be like if we lived beyond blame. But for now, the invitation is to live beyond blame for ourselves and to treat ourselves with that level of... Compassion, because I think compassion is the language of source energy. So that's the story that I wanted to share with you today. And, you know, if you have your own stories like this, feel free to send me in an audio of it. Or So if you have your own stories or you just want to comment on this, then please feel free to email me at at caro.carabyle.com. And... That's a wrap for this episode. Apart from with the energy and land clearings and entity clearings, I will be letting you know if you're on my email list about how you can learn more about that and access access that level of support if you would like to. I am going to be talking about it more on the podcast at some point, just not today. Um, so yeah, my email list, which you can get on at car over at cara, carawild.com, is probably the best place f- at the moment to keep up to date with that offering. And as always, if you are new to my work, then you are welcome to have a single session with the ancients, a channeled session, which is not really... A reading in the way that we traditionally think of that, but it's more of a conversation with a friend who has nothing but unconditional love for you and a desire for you to experience your heart's joy whilst you're here. The ancients, the collective that I predominantly channel when I am doing these sessions are focused on, are they really interested in people that want to make a difference while they're here? But if you're drawn to channeling, most likely you're drawn to wanting to learn more about your purpose, how to live with meaning, people go on to have long term, like year long, years long relationship with the A's for a continual support and guidance on how to actualize their meaning and purpose in their lives and how to stay aligned spiritually to their desires. So, yeah, if you are new to my work, then there are single sessions available. And after that, we look to work more long term with you in one way or another. So if you want to know more about that, you can find it on my website, Cara at corawild.com which is c-a-r-a at c-a-r-a-w-i-l-d-e dot com and you can book a session easily online so until then let us all know that we are worthy we are loved and we are a blessing in this world see you soon bye